The epistle is from Philippians chapter 3. Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many, of whom I have often told you, and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle Jesus in his talk. And they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully, and you do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled, and they left him and went away. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. When Jesus was in the boat with his disciples, and the wind and the waves came up and threatened to swamp the boat and tip it over, they were terrified. Naturally, they were terrified. They rode for their lives, and they bailed, and they did everything they could to keep the, keep the boat aright. They were terrified. But they were not just terrified as they were there in the boat. They were something else as well. They were also confused. As the wind and the waves were sweeping over the boat, the disciples were confused because there lay Jesus in the boat asleep. They were busy struggling for their lives against the forces of nature. And there was Jesus reclining like it was a lazy Sunday afternoon, sitting in his lazy boy. This was an all-hands-on-deck kind of moment. This was a life-or-death kind of moment, and Jesus couldn't be bothered to do anything about it. He was not taking their situation seriously. He was not taking their danger, their predicament, seriously, and that confused them. Of course, it's not that Jesus didn't care about their bodies or their lives. It's not that he doesn't care about earthly things. Jesus does care about bodies and lives. He cares about earthly things, and that's why throughout his ministry he was busy healing the sick and cleansing the lepers and raising the dead. But Jesus knew something that everyone, everyone, even the disciples, struggled to grasp. Jesus knew that in comparison with the kingdom of heaven, with the things of God, earthly things are trivial. The things of this life are trivial. He knew that there's no sense in talking about earthly things and taking earthly things seriously, especially, especially if you're not taking the kingdom of heaven 
seriously. As he said to his disciples, do not fear the one who can destroy your body. Much rather fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Do not fear the wind and the waves that can swamp your boat and drown you. Do not fear them. They're nothing. Rather fear the one who made the wind and the waves. It's not that Jesus is uninterested in the bodies and the lives of his disciples. He's just much more interested in their souls. And that's why when he rose from sleep, as they appealed to him for help, when he rose from sleep, the first thing he did was not to rebuke the wind and the waves. The first thing he did was to rebuke the disciples. Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? They were worried that Jesus was not taking their bodily danger seriously. Jesus knew that they were not taking their spiritual danger seriously. The difference between these two things, between earthly things and heavenly things, it's like the difference between a game and real life. It's like the difference between monopoly and real money. So the problem with the disciples in that story is that they're acting as though the game is real. It's like playing Monopoly with somebody who takes the game very seriously, who acts as though that money is real money and their life depends on having a hotel on boardwalk. It's like playing that game with somebody like that, but that person can't be bothered to get their own real personal finances in order. Everything is upside down. They're taking the game way too seriously. And they're not taking life, real life, seriously at all. This was the problem with the disciples. In the boat, they were thinking about earthly things only. They were earthly-minded. And as seriously as they should have taken their danger, it meant nothing because they were not considering their spiritual danger. They were afraid. I tell you all that because that sets a paradigm for how we can think about what happened in our gospel lesson this morning. The same trouble that troubled the disciples is in the minds of the Pharisees and the Herodians. It's interesting that they show up together in our text today because they could not agree about anything. The Pharisees and the Herodians were not on the same page about anything except for this. They did not like Jesus. They did not like the way that he tried to make everybody heavenly-minded when they wanted everybody to be earthly-minded. And so they were ultimately concerned with things like, should I give honor to Caesar? Should I pay taxes to Caesar? Here I have this coin with Caesar's face on it. What should I do with it? Should I pay it to him or not? Should I put it in my pocket? Should I spend it? What should I do with it? They thought that was the most important question. And of course, it was a big deal. Because Caesar laid claim to worship. He claimed to be divine. And so they were afraid that by spending his money, by using his money, by paying his taxes, they would be honoring him as divine. But you can see how those Pharisees and those Herodians how they were duplicitous, they were double-minded. They were not sincere when they asked this question. You saw it in the way they showed this great show of piety. Here's what they said. Teacher, we know that you are true, and you teach the way of God truthfully, and you do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances. Those things are all accurate. That's exactly who Jesus is. And they're talking about his attitude towards earthly things. We know you don't care about the trivial things of life. We know you don't care about the things that concern petty people. But how about this? Should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? They thought that that was the most important thing. They thought that that was what mattered. And they thought that by asking Jesus about that, they could trap him. 
Because, of course, if he said, yes, you should pay taxes to Caesar, then they could point to him and say, here's somebody who is worshiping Caesar as divine. On the other hand, if he says, no, you shouldn't pay taxes to Caesar, they'd say to Caesar, look, here's the guy who's fomenting rebellion. You should arrest him and put him in jail. They thought they had him trapped because they thought they were dealing with something that mattered most, something that they should take very seriously. They thought it was something that Jesus would take very seriously. In Jesus' answer to them, though, he reveals how seriously he takes this matter. He asks them for a coin. Let's look at that coin, he says. Whose face is on that coin? Well, Caesar's face. Okay, so give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. I don't care what you do with it, he says. I don't care about that money. It is as important as monopoly money. It is as lasting and permanent as monopoly money. You know what's going to happen to Caesar's face on that coin? Time is going to come, and the weather's going to come, and it's going to get stuck in people's pockets, and that face is going to get worn away, so that image isn't there anymore. And then what? What is that coin worth? I don't care what you do with that coin, Jesus says. Give it to Caesar. What does it matter? I don't care about these things, Jesus says, because what you should really be concerned about is rendering to God the things that are God's. That's monopoly money, he says. We're dealing with real money. Those are earthly things. I'm here to deal with heavenly things. Ask me questions that matter, Jesus says. Ask me about your soul. Ask me who you should fear. Yes, honor the emperor, Jesus says, but fear God. If you're not fearing God, if you're not thinking about what you owe to God, then it doesn't matter what you give to Caesar or not. It doesn't matter whether you're right about the question, whether you should pay taxes to Caesar. If you don't fear God, if you're not giving honor to God, none of that matters. So yes, render to Caesar whatever belongs to Caesar, but render to God the things that belong to God. For, of course, just as that coin had an image printed on it, an image of Caesar's face, you have an image printed on you as well. A permanent image. An image that doesn't fade away with time. An image that was meant for you from the beginning. And God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You are of much more value than that coin. What is done with you, what you do with yourself, with your life, with your soul, matters much more than what you do with any coin. Jesus doesn't care about those coins because he cares about you. Honor the emperor, yes, but fear God. The Pharisees and the Herodians had it all wrong. Their minds were set on earthly things, and St. Paul's words apply to them in our epistle lesson. Their end, their end is destruction. When your mind is set on earthly things, you get what comes to the earth. Destruction. You get what comes to the things that you cherish and love. Destruction. What will happen to you is what will happen to that coin. Destruction. What will happen to you is what will happen to Caesar. He will be no more. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. They're trying to make themselves comfortable for a moment without recognizing the eternal comfort that can be found in Christ Jesus. And they glory in their shame. They glory in their shame, not only living for earthly-minded things, but setting them up as their God, worshiping created things as though they were their creator. Their minds are set on earthly things. That's what it is to ask a question like this of Jesus, especially when that question is so hypocritical. 
They didn't want to know the answer. They already knew the answer that they wanted to hear. They were not sincere. Their minds were set on earthly things, but our citizenship, your citizenship, is in heaven, as St. Paul says. You can rejoice in this life, not because it's just a game, not because we're just dealing with monopoly money, but because you know the eternal things. You know where you are destined to head. You you know your eternal home. You know that you have an image that cannot be erased, an image that cannot be washed away by time and wear, an image that is being made pure and holy in you, starting with baptism all the way through the suffering you experience in this life to death, to death which leads you to a resurrection in Christ Jesus. You can rejoice in this life because you know your citizenship is in heaven. You know the things that last. Your minds can be set free from these petty questions, from thinking that whether you pay taxes to Caesar or not is the most important question. Whether the things that are given to you by the news, whether the things that the world tries to foist upon you as the agenda for the day, those things don't matter finally in the end because you have an inheritance in heaven. Whether those things work out in your favor or not, whether they seem to be good or bad, whether you seem to enjoy them or are comforted in this life, whether things are difficult or easy, does not matter. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, St. Paul says, do it all for the glory of God. Whether you pay taxes to Caesar or not, do it all for the glory of God. Live as citizens of heaven. Do not live as people who have one foot on earth and one foot in heaven. Live as citizens of heaven. Here's what St. Paul says, our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He saves us from these things that are frail and fleeting, these things that wear away, these things that do not last, these things that preoccupy everyone eternally here in this life. He saves us from those things to something which lasts forever, something which will not fade away, to a glory like his own. The glory that he received in the resurrection as he was raised to the right hand of the Father, as he will transform our lowly bodies into the likeness of his glorious body, because he has a power that enables him to even subject all things to himself. That's what St. Paul says. That puts things in perspective for you and me. That should have put things in perspective for the disciples as they sat in that boat. Of course, those wind and those waves, those are terrible things. But what can Jesus do? The one who created the wind and the waves, what can he do? He can silence them with a word. The one who gave authority to Caesar, what can he do to Caesar? He can crush him in a moment. He doesn't do anything. Caesar doesn't do anything apart from God's will. The government doesn't do anything apart from God's will, and it only receives his authority from God. Render honor to Caesar, yes, but fear God. The wind and the waves, Caesar, whatever it is, COVID, the future of America, life and even death, these things do not matter because you have an inheritance in heaven and you have been saved by the one who holds all power over all things, who has subjected all things to himself by his own death and resurrection. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of the wind and the waves. Do not be afraid of anything. Fear God. Fear God and give him glory. He thinks about all these things as they truly are. He thinks about those coins as they truly are, as something that will fade away. But he thinks about you as you truly are, as someone eternal, a child rescued by him 
to give glory to him eternally. Live as citizens of heaven and give glory to God now and forever. Amen.